Blog Talk Radio. I don't. 
I try to make it better before it gets worse, but that's not my job. My job is to give the word, plant the seed, let God do the nature, nurturing, but I come in and try to save the day when things don't go their way. Well, that that's you know what? Don't say this you. That's 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 mother's period. Well, I and, can't speak for them. Well, I'm just saying in general, that's, <laughs> that's a woman's nature. Okay, a, a woman's nature is you know uh, that's even even when y'all cooking, you know, to make the food taste a little better. Don't y'all add a little more seasoning to it? We try to. Okay, we try so to. That's the same thing in life. You know, most people say, well, you know, my mom said this and she said that, but she said, but honey, you know what? I am so glad that you're here. You know, and you're doing, you know, the things that, you know, you're supposed to be doing for God. But as far as males are, you know, if we haven't been taught to be soft and to back up every now and then, and you know, and not to make the blow so hard, we come straight at the juggler. Yes. Because we don't have time to sit up and explain why we did this, why we did that, you know. So it's not it's, it's not as easy for us to, to give a soft blow. Excuse my but, granddaughter. But 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 the thing is, when God gave us this, you know, He said tough love, and I know we, it means a lot of different things to all of us. Tough love. You know, some people think when they was growing up, you know, they got beatings all the time. That was tough love, or you know, God said, you know, my family had everything. You know, we had all the toys for Christmas. We did. You know, people look at these different things. Tough love is different ways, but tough love. Let me give you the definition that I looked up for tough love. Tough love, the meaning of tough love, promotion of a person's welfare, especially that of an addict, a child, or criminal, by enforcing certain constrictions on them or requiring them to take responsibility for their own actions. Okay, now, you know, growing up, just hearing that definition, you can think about the tough love that was, you know, impressed on you by your parents, by the schools, because, you know, people get rules and discipline mixed up with tough love, and that's that's two different things. You know, sometimes tough love may come one day in a situation that may not, you may not see it for months later, but rules are there every day. Some rules are there to enforce tough love, but if we don't really, you know, understand why we're being disciplined, it's not really tough love. Sometimes we think it's just somebody being mean to you. But this is an expression, you know, where it comes, where it explains what the Bible says, and it says tough love is an expression that is generally taught of as a disciplinary measure where someone is treated rather sternly with the intentions of helping them or him or her in the long run. Tough love may be the refusal to give assistance to a friend, asking for help when you do so would simply allow him or her to continue a long, dangerous path. However, with tough love in a biblical sense, the chastening hand is always controlled by a loving heart. So when you give somebody tough love, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. It just means that you don't want them to do long suffering. You know, because a lot of times our tough love comes at a point where, you know, we're trying to keep somebody from going around the corner and getting deeper in 
into a mess that they already got themselves into. So we, we have to really, really look at how we say things, how we do things, because a lot of times some of it can be misconstrued as just being nasty. You know, even on your job, you, you ever have a boss come at your neck and, and say, well, you doing this and you doing that, you doing this, and I know you can do it this way. That's because they see more in you than you see in yourself. So I've, I've had, you know, my bosses or uh, leaders or, you know, supervisors tell me, I'm going to have you do this, but I know you can do this. So they see they see more in me than I see in myself because sometimes you have to be pushed. And I've did that a lot in life, even in the military. They, they want you to get to a certain point to where they don't have to look over their shoulder and see you anymore. Amen. Because... When usually, usually when tough love is coming on a job or something like that, they are getting ready for you to cheat somebody else. They need to build up leaders. But that's why it says, well, the chastening hand is always controlled by a loving heart. So, see, you're going to look at the person, you're going to let them know exactly what I expect of you, but you've already done a whole lot to get to this point to where I can trust you to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I've had a lot of people come at my neck hard, but they came at it with love. And it says, as the wise King Solomon said, he who spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Proverbs 13 and 24. So, you know, that's how people, they get it. And you ever notice somebody say something in the Bible and they twist it to sound different because they wanted to sound different coming out of their mouth or they want to try to pump it up. You know, they, you know, you know how you always hear people when you was growing them, spare the rise, spoil the child. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what it says verbatim right here in Proverbs. He said, he who spares the rod hates his son. So discipline goes all the way back to the Bible. It don't go back to, you know, when you was a child or when your parents was a child. It, it goes as far back as, I mean, you think about the Roman days and the Egyptians, and, you know, they had the same thing about, you know, spare the rod, and he hates his son. So they're saying that they don't tell you to try to beat your child to death, but they say children, and we found that out over the years raising all these daughters, they love discipline. That's so true. Because when you don't give it, they get a whole different mindset of how things are supposed to be. Oh, well, I can say this and I'll get away with that, or if I do it this way, or if I wait till they go to sleep, then I could do this, I do that. But you know what? You give them that that that, that concept in the in, in their head where they have a conscience. I don't want to do this because this is the recoil of it. If I do this and do that, you know, they're gonna eventually find out. When, you, when they start getting older, they'll start and you know incorporating with their kids. And remember, they used to tell you all the time, you know, what your parents did didn't kill us. Mm-hmm. All it did was made us wiser and stronger. So let's stop deterring away from the way our parents raised us. I mean, you know, and I, I, I can't say how everybody's parents raised them because I don't know what happened in your life. But, I mean, if it's if it was a discipline that helped you and it was good for you, why, why isn't it good for your children? Because today these kids now, they have no respect. That's because, like, I, I tell my daughter had to uh, let me know some things. Like, she'll always say, Mom, we're not perfect. 
And I know you're not perfect, but I know you love God. And whatever you do to your body, you're defining them. So you should, you know, present yourself as such. But as they get older, you can only instill certain things in them. But, you know, God will not let them go but so far before his discipline kicks in. They're going to either learn from you or they're going to learn from God because his discipline is worse than anything I can ever give you or ever say. And that's what we lack it now. Got people that they fear, they don't, they don't fear God. They took God from everything. When he's in everything, he's in everything. Just like one of um, a girlfriend of mine, she's one of my play kids. She's Muslim. But when she goes through something, she knows that she calls me. Or I feel her, and I call her, like, I just need to reach out and hear your voice. Are you okay? And she, the first thing, Mom, how you know? Because I'm linked with you that way. And that's how God wants to be with us. He wants to be linked with us. And, and if we don't have that link in there, we're lost. That goes with the chastening, mm-hmm. control, but a loving heart. Yes. So, see, she, you, you know when things are going wrong with her because you can feel it in your spirit. Yeah. And see, that, that that's a connection that only God can make. And people don't understand it, but I'm not going to say no names, but that's my baby, no matter who's seeing or how they feel about it. That's my baby. And I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to pray with her. We're going to cry together. We're going to laugh together. And that's just who I am and how God called me to be. Amen? Amen. And see, one thing we'll, we find out, when a lot of people want to learn about tough love, You'll find that a lot in Proverbs and Hebrews mm-hmm. because the Bible says a lot about that. It says to fully understand the importance of why tough love is sometimes necessary, we first need to understand the magnitude of the spiritual fight. See, this is not flesh and blood. It's letting you know this is a spiritual fight when we're putting tough love down because we're trying to head off a lot of stuff that's ready to happen because, you know, because the Bible said obedience is better than sacrifice. hmm Okay, so we have to head off a lot of stuff for our kids before they get there because they don't understand, you know, the, and they always tell us, even as young ministers coming up, that the devil then peeped into your future. So, see, yeah. that's why he is going through all the lengths that he's going through to mess you up because you're about ready to head for a breakthrough. Yeah. So if that breakthrough right around the corner, don't you think he's going to try to stop you from turning that corner? Yes. Okay, and that's why I said the spiritual fight that is significant Part of a Christian life, so it's letting you know that we definitely going to go through stuff. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, you ever hear somebody say you want to keep on beating your head on that wall till you knock yourself out? First off, this is necessary for us to get to the next level in our Christian life. We're going to go through some things, and see, the devil is set up too to to to, to put us through things, and God let him do certain things. It's like he told Joe, he said, you can do anything you want to do to him, but just don't kill him. Yeah, because every phase of your life is a test. Yeah. It's a test today, but a testimony tomorrow. So if you hit your head against the wall, you don't give up. You keep it moving. You get up and say, okay, God, I'm going to take another step because I know you're going to take two. Yeah, and, and have that heart to where what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, because me and my wife used to tell you all all the time on the, on the air, if we're not having something happen derogatory or wrong in our life that week, something's wrong. Yeah, and I know the devil can't be on everybody at the same time, but I mean, you know, I'm talking about misplacing your keys, you know, not 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 remember where you put a certain paper at, or you mm-hmm. know, if you hear something from yourself, it, it it doesn't have to be nothing drastic. 
but you got to let the, I keep saying tough love. I My daughter, she right here, Charlene, I wish I did give the girls a little bit more tough love. I, I really do. I think if I gave them a little more tough love, like Shashar, she a warrior. She's going to make it through the storm. She, she, she That's my baby. She gonna make it through the storm. Yeah, she's like she's like a pine tree at the at, at, at the lake. She's uh, she gonna, she gonna break. bend, but she's not breaking. And you know, and it's it's funny because you can see your kids grow up. I'm gonna talk about Charlene today, but you can see your kids growing up. But she said something the other day. She said, "Mom, I notice when I sing R and B, it don't come out right, but when I sing gospel, I feel it and it sounds good." I she I said, "Okay, well that's what you're supposed to do." So when something going through, something going your going wrong in your life, you sing your praise, you sing your you praise your way out of it using your voice that God gave you. And she just to hear her talk about it and put it puts a smile on my face because now she's coming into who who God wants her to be. Mm-hmm. You feel me, you guys? When you come into what God called you to be, that's when you see the anointing on your life because you can show, tell your kids they special. And you can tell them how God called them apart and set them apart for different reasons. So the friends in your life, you're going to be in their life, but you're going to be also to give them words, to give them confidence, to show them how to pray, to teach them things. And each one of my children got a gift. Mm-hmm. Each one, one, not one child of mine don't have a gift from God. And you got to stir up those gifts when they're younger. And let them know you're going to go through trials, you're going to go through tribulations, but God's going to show you tough love, which I should have. But God is going to teach you because he's teaching me tough love. He really is. He... And we said we him talk about Satan. Satan is on his job. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Satan has a host of demons and imps mm-hmm. that will try to knock you off of your path, your spiritual path, every way they can. Amen. And, and see, that's continuing tempting for Christians to give into their sinful nature. Because when you figure this didn't turn out right, and we done went through it. Amen. Oh, oh well, well, God must not be in this. You know, because why did this turn out this way when, when, when I know that it should have turned out that way? See, he tries to get you to a certain mindset. And when he gets you a certain mindset, you, you already self-check. He don't have to come at you no more because now you're depressed. Now you figure, woe is me, nobody loves me. You know, and, and why is God doing this to me? God is doing it to a lot of people. You're not the only one. And you know what? That's important. That's what y'all got to realize. Just because, like I said before, you might have hit your head, but that's not a no. No. That's just God slowing you up. That's just a delay. It's his, just a his delay. delay is not a no, but see, sometimes that delay will save your life. But also, when you just be disobedient, trust and believe, it's consequences. Yeah. And that's when the tough love comes in. God don't want to chastise you. He don't want to punish you. But guess what? You did it to yourself. Yeah, but but you know what? God made a path for each one of us. It's and different. Each one of us. It's different. And God, what God has for me, he doesn't have for you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But as Christ told us, broad is the road that leads to destruction. Yeah. So, see, if you look around and people that are in trouble, doing stuff that makes sense, if you know there's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and, and it's called follow the leader. It's a lot of people, and if you look, that road is real broad because you got to get all those people on that road. So, you know, you wonder why there's so many people going down this road 
but this is the road that looks easier to go down. Amen? And many will be on that road. Matthew 7 and 13, a strong dose of tough love may be the most appropriate recourse to help one get off that road of destruction, especially if he's been on it for a while. Uh-huh. So you ever notice people that always say, you know, I've always been like this way, you know, and, and, and I'm going to drink, you know, to the day I die, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do those are the people that are so hard to pull back, pull back to Christ because they've been into it for so long. It's, a, it's almost like an addiction. Yeah. You know, I'm all, and, and then you have people in their ears always telling them, you're never going to be nothing, you're always going to do this, you're always going to do that. They are sitting there and they're embedding, they yep. they're embedding that in them to where now that's what you believe, and that's the same way with our kids. Stop calling your kids stupid and slow because once you do that, that's how they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You keep it, well, you know, uh, once you and I know when we was growing up, you hear from from teachers because our teachers were very nursing. You know, they was almost like your mother and your father. They yeah, like, back in the day, they were. Know, come on, well, you know, I know you can do this, and you need to look at this because it wasn't hard last week. Where's your focus now? You know, teachers would. I mean, they were. We spent more time with our teachers than we did with our mm-hmm. with our parents. So they had to be nursing people. If they weren't. You know, we wouldn't be half the people we are today. But, you know, I also I love my teacher, Miss Stanley. She's also, they used to call her Miss McGee at, um, uh, uh, what's the school, Rowan down Rowan. the street from my mom's house at 19th and Haynes. She gave me nurturing, but she also gave me tough love. She made me believe in myself that I can do all things. And she let me know it's okay to before I take a test. It's okay to pray. It's all right to go in the bathroom and say, God, I need your help. Or sit at my desk and say, God, I, I need you. Because right now I know I studied, but I can't, can't hold focus. it in. I can't focus. Can't focus. Because I'm a daydreamer. Uh, it only takes me a minute. I'll go right off to space. And she had to, gave, gave me that tough love, but that love that was pure. And when I got older, I told her, I said, if I ever have a child, you're my baby's godmother. And when I get, got pregnant, I called her. I said, boo, you're a godmom. I, I, and she's still my baby's godmom. And Janine is on forty, you know, forty years old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's been my child godmother since birth. She got that little certificate. Yes, she did. She's been there. But see, and, those are people that we grew up with that learned took time to learn. Yes, yeah, she had to. She, she really had to did. know your ups, your downs when you were feeling bad. That's how she can come to you and say, "Well, Maureen, you know what? Don't worry about." Going and finishing it today. You can you can fin- you, you can finish this you can finish this next mm-hmm. week. Uh, uh, bring it back to me tomorrow because they know your limitations. Yes, she did, and she knew I was. I went through something I had just lost. I had lost in my life, and she was just there. She was she was my rock. And and you know everybody you you have that in your in your life, but some people chose not to listen to them because. You know, we know more than they do, mm-hmm. okay? But, see, it's somebody in your life, if you think about it, at one time came to you, and, see, a friend to me and, and even a mentor is somebody that gives you that tough love and don't sugarcoat what they're going to say to you, you know? See, that's, like you said, that's a good friend. That's like for women, you take a girl shopping, and you know that outfit don't look good on you, and she said, oh, girl, that look good. Or the shoes Lying or the hairdo. to you. You know, you want somebody to tell you, you know what, look, we've been friends too long. No, that's not, that's not working. That's not your style. 
Now, that's the kind of friend I am. I'm going to let you know, no, boo, it's not working. I love you, but it's not working. (laughs) So that's what God wants us. He wants us to be honest in this walk. If you see a brother or sister doing wrong, that that discipline you give them with love is what they need to hear. And the city is so lost because it, it used to take a village to raise a child. It still takes a village, but as people, we're moving the village. We're moving the wall of protection around. We're moving it, see you, Shar, and we got to put it back in place. we got to put God the center of our life. God, Philadelphia needs discipline right now. Philadelphia needs tough love. we got to stop compromising. You know, just because you, you, you like somebody and y'all grew up together, if they're wrong, even the kids now, and we're talking to the young kids out there now, you know, those are the ones that are doing all the killings in Philadelphia. Okay, what you guys need to do, you need to just stop and think about what you're doing because 10, 15, 20 years ago, y'all didn't have this mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you know, I know a lot of people don't understand there's a lot of things that will get you to this this point. The economy, people are not working, you know, you know, people are losing kids, they 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 losing parents, but you know what? That's called life. But you know what also, baby? The kids today, somebody's gonna get mad, but I really don't care if y'all get mad. I gotta be honest. When you don't have a, a life that's structured, mm-hmm. that life that's disciplined, that life that gives you tough love, you're gonna fall. And you. Like, I, I, we did a survey a long time ago, my girls, on on 27th Street, and we asked all their friends, like, would you want a mom to hang out with you or would you want that mom to say, no, boo, you're wrong, no, boo, you're not doing that, no, boo, you can't. And you know, they all said the same thing. they rather have a parent tell them no, the parent to say, okay, you can and that's what they, they don't need a friend. Mm-hmm. They need a parent. They don't need a bull. They need a father. And you don't have to just, I keep telling you, just because you didn't give birth to that boy as a man or gave birth to that child as a woman, don't make them not your child. They need you even more because they might not, not, they might not have that at home. Everybody wonder why I have so many children. I have my girls, but I have so many more that respect me enough to know I'm I love you and if you tell me you call me mom, I'm gonna let you know when you're wrong. You don't ask me a question unless you want the answer. Yes, and that's what I used to tell them. I love each and every one of my girls. I might not have gave birth to every one of them, not not, not counting my seven, but others that I consider my daughters that I met through twenty seventh street that I met on Penn Street, 19th Street, Ogon Avenue. With the girls I met, they're my babies. They're my girls. But you got to have that love of Christ. And God loves us just that much. He carries through all our mess just that much. Yep. And how many years we heard God accepts you just the way you are? God will do that for a while. So he gives you a chance to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. So just because you're coming as a thief, a liar, this or that, that doesn't mean that he wants you to stay like that. Mm-mm. 
But he's going to accept you where you at. God has got to come down to the ground to pick you up, mm-hmm. to accept you where you at, because he wants to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And we just want to remind you again, this is Purpose Kingdom Network. This is the 1,699 episode mm-hmm. of Purpose Kingdom Network. Yes. And you're listening to The Turning Point. Yes. But God God will, he will come down to your level. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's why, like, we, we got a versatile God. He'll come down to your level to bring you up to where he wants you to be. But see, once he comes down to your level, you have to surrender. Okay, you can't fight. Mm-hmm. Hold up, baby. You got to what? You got to. Come down here. He's gonna come down your level, but you can't fight the system. But you gotta what? You I like gotta that surrender. word. I like that word. You gotta surrender. That 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 that, that is a, a acumen that you have to do. You have to surrender. And most of the time, when we was growing up as little kids, what does that mean? Throw your hands up and say, mm-hmm. God, whatever you want or whatever you say, I'll do. Amen. And that's what surrender means. Because you're looking at it, God. I done did it so long my way. And which was the wrong way, so now I want to do it your way. Cause see, God, God is not going to see you come in and, and let Him start, you know, ministering to you, and then He's going to minister you to the, the, the wrong way. And nothing God does come back void. None of His words, none. I mean, and none of His uh, acclamations that He give you, as far as as a child of God, these are what you entitled to. The promises of God for you, all that is for you. But you have to be in a certain realm, a certain way of, of praising God for all that stuff to come true. Like I tell people, prophecies is just, is just words until they get to be actions because you have to live your life right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tell you a prophecy, don't think, don't jump, jump up, run outside and go. They say I'm gonna be rich, I'm gonna be this, I'll be healthy. But all that comes with work. Mm-hmm. All that, all that comes to work, but, but but a lot of people look at it and don't even realize it. This journey that we're on right here, and it, it's a journey. That's why, you know, you know, we was just reading to you about the roads being wide and broad, and it leads to destruction, but the narrow road. Most people are not on that narrow road because it's too narrow. And narrow means, again, tough love, discipline. See, nobody wants to get on that discipline road but the discipline road leads to fruitfulness. Uh-huh. That narrow road, see, and that's just like me and my wife, we, like I said, I tell people, we're strange people. We don't like to go where everybody else goes. We don't like to do what everybody else does. <laughs> we don't like to look like everybody else look. Yep. We don't like to eat what everybody else eat. We don't study the word like everybody else study the word. We're different. And it's good to be different. Don't let nobody tell you that it's, oh, why you got to be different? We are not we're followers. We're not followers. God raised us up to be leaders, and but see, to be a leader, at one time in your life, you had to be a good follower. People don't realize that. They think people are born into leadership. No, you listen to somebody because you got something from that one person that changed your mind and let yeah. you know, no, I don't want to be like this all my life. You know, I want to be a worker, but then as I be a worker, I want to be a supervisor. I want to, I, I want to go up and rank. And see, that's what Christ wants you. Christ wants you to go up and rank. But you know what? Before he takes you to that next level, you have to go through these tests. Yeah. It's almost like being in school. You, you remember when you, you was in school and, and you had math, you had English, you had this, you had that. Every time you went from English 1 to Algebra 2 to Geometry, you took a test to show that you was worthy enough 
and smart enough to go to the next level. And this is the same thing we're doing in our spiritual walk. And, and see, one thing we'll find out is that most parents, we have different types of parenting, but it all needs to come down to the same end, to where our kids are being respectful, they're being God-fearing people, God-fearing Christians. But the thing is, is they have so much, so, so much influence out there. Yep. That we got to be on our job because if we don't, we're going to lose them to the streets. You know, and, and, and the devil is, he's always wishing to have them. And he's just sitting back waiting for you to slip. Yes, he is. And that's the bad part. He's waiting for us to slip. And most of, most of us is going to slip. We got to stay on our knees. We got to stay on our knees. And, and see, one thing we'll learn, granted, firm disciplinary measures can be as unpleasant to the parent as they are to the child. That's why it takes wisdom and courage. However, when we continuously shed loved ones from the, you know, we shield our loved ones from the consequences. Because people go through stuff every day, but you have to be aware and you have to be concerned and you have to be to a point to where you, even with your kids, you got to notice when they're starting to change. You know, when you you have a little girl, a little boy growing up, you, you, you just don't want them to get out of a certain age. You know what I mean? Because, you you know, even my wife would say, where's that little girl we used to have? Oh, she's not a little girl right now. She's a teenager. And then from the teenager, she gets to be a young lady. So, see, every time they go up in age, we have to go up in wisdom that we give them. Yeah. Because that same stuff we used to tell them when they were five years old don't work now. No, it don't. And when they're a teenager, that same stuff don't work when they get to be an adult, because they be like, oh, mom, we heard that before all day. I don't know why y'all keep on saying that. Y'all sound like a broke record. As they go up in age, you have to go to the Word, and the Word will tell you what to teach them, okay? Now, adult don't want to hear, well, you got to be in by 10 o'clock, or, you know, you got to come in and turn your cell phone off and put it down, or you got to charge it, and I don't want you on your cell phone. You, you got somebody 25 years old coming around you. You ain't telling them that because they don't even want to hear it. That's old stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. outgrew that. And they tell you quick too, Mom. Mom, I don't I don't outgrew that. You can't tell me put my cell phone down. Or you can't you can't tell me, you know, I can't go there no more. I can't I can't visit my friends. Okay, so like I said, as they go up in age, they go up in di- they go up in different levels mm-hmm. and we have to see we have to see that we have to see that and understand that. But we often deprive them of the opportunity for the growth and maturity that could be possibly ed- educated for their promiscuous behavior, although altogether. Because mm-hmm. see, when we don't allow them to be themselves, because I don't care how much you teach them, you can teach them every day, almost like homeschooling. They're going to be certain people. Like all our all our girls have different personalities. Yes. And you got to get to know each personality Right, and individual. how to deal, how to deal with each personality. Mm-hmm. Because the way we teach one or train one, the other one will reject it. Yep. So we got to know their likes, their dislikes. But what we tried to do as they were growing up, we gave them a base. Mm-hmm. Gave them a but, spiritual base. Yep, but with, sometimes what it turns out to look like, because my girls say, oh, see, Mom, you have favorites. No, I don't have favorites. I can't treat you the same way I do her. Yeah, because it's not going to work. It's different. 
Each of y'all needs are different, so I have to meet you where your needs are. Just like God meets me where my needs is. If I'm going through something, most of the time, I'm not going to lie to you, most of the time when I'm going through something, someone calls me. I might hear a word on the radio. I might hear something came across the TV. Or I have, like, people laugh at me. Like my um my front me and my husband was in the living room and I, my front door opened. I locked the door. I we shut the door. Everything locked up. Right? But my back door, the security went off and said, Garage door open. Nobody's here but me and Charles. Everybody else sleeps. I said, Okay, Khalil. I I had asked God for something and this just his presence made me laugh because those who know my grandson, I know I'm not a scary person. But when he opened that door, I said, I looked at Charles, Charles looked at me. I just said, okay, Khalil, I got it. <laughs> you know, and he just let me know he was okay because I was just thinking about it. I said, darn, I wonder what Khalil's doing. I wonder, you know, is he okay? And the door opened. So I knew when that door opened, okay, he's okay. And he let me know he, I, I, it's okay for me to be at peace. It's okay for me to put my hand into God's hand because God got him and he got me. In that moment, I needed to be nurtured by my father. And I'm just grateful that my father knew my heart. And he gave me exactly what I needed, if that makes sense to anybody. And at the time, you needed it. And at the time, I needed it. And, you know, it's so, so strange how we, you know, get, get to a point with our kids to where sometimes parents just want to give up on them. Because kids are going to go through, and the devil going to get in them, especially. I mean, you can keep them in the church every Sunday. You can have them in Sunday school. But it's a job in progress mm-hmm. to keep them on the straight and narrow. Because y'all remember how y'all was when y'all was growing up. Everybody wasn't angels. No, we was not. So how do you think our parents, and we used to think, we used to be, we used to think they used to be so mean, always mm-hmm. dragging us to church and always dragging us to Bible study. But all that had a purpose. Mm-hmm. They would, I mean, you know, you can tell, even like when a woman cooks something, you can tell you don't need to take that meat out of the oven before it's, before it's totally done. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing with our spirits. They, was they were nourishing it, out. and they knew that it was. we weren't ready to be released to the streets yet. But that's how, as parents, we have to, we got to stop giving our children everything. Yeah. Like, I have a friend, her name is Fatima, and her, I talked to her son. And I'm a, I want him to come on the show one day to show you the nurturing this young man has. He always have a word of wisdom for, for somebody. And this little boy, when I tell you, I just I just love him to death. I love him to life, life. because he he encouraged me. And like I said, you're never too old that you can't learn something. And the way they raising this young man up, he's going to be a dynamic man. He really is because he is so beyond wisdom. Now he's being homeschooled by his parents. And I get I, my ha- my hands lift up for you. You know, and I'm, I'm just, I love her so much. Her name is Fatima, and she also do trap butter. So if you see it on my page, that's her business, and I'm talking dynamic. <laughs> but it takes a village to raise a child, and it takes tough love. Parents, moms, I'm talking to you right now. 
If you had that child that you just given so much to, you gotta stop giving. You gotta start letting them work for it. Put that allowance chart back up. Make them work for vacuuming and dusting and keeping their room clean, homework done, TV off at a certain time. Let them do point systems because by giving our children, you're making them to be hard adults. I'm telling you from experience. Let God do what he needs to do in that child. Give them back to Christ. That's where we fall short. We forget who God is. We got to give our children. Our children don't belong to us. Yeah, and, and children, what you know, what a lot of us as older Christians and, you know, grandmothers now, we do things a little different with our grandkids. But kids, kids crave discipline. discipline. They crave discipline. They ask for it. And, so, you know, kids ask for it in certain, certain different ways, certain different ways, but... When they ask for it, we got to give it to them, you know, because I, I I don't I don't really I don't really understand why you know parenting now has changed so much to where people will sit there and look at you and say, well, my parents used to do that, and you know I can get away with this and I can get away with that because they've been doing it so mm-hmm. long. So so they look at you like you know I know how to get over my parents. Yep. All I got to do is just cry. All I got to do is cry or whine, and, and and they'll be like, oh, just go ahead. You don't have to do that today. Mm-hmm. You don't have. You know what? We've had grandkids that come back and tell us, y'all don't do this no more like you used to. <laughs> you know, and I got a grandson down here now. Tony, Tony, I said, Tony, if I was your age or when I was your age, I wish I had to have the stuff that you got or have the freedom that you got <laughs> because you're able to do, do skateboards and hoverboards and, you know, bikes. and all. If we had one bike in the whole family and everybody rode it, we was good. <laughs> you know, and all this hoverboard and stuff y'all got now, that's brand new. But right now we're going to do the call of salvation because God is knocking at somebody's heart, letting them know that, you know what, there's no better time than the present to change your life. Yeah. And if you need that tough love, I'll give it to you because he has a lot of tough love. and he's just, God is persistent. See, we, we, we let up. You know, once we put our foot on your head and try to hold you down, God said, you know what, you know what? You know, I always people say in the Bible, I'm not going to uh, let you go till you bless me. God said, I'm not going to let you go until you change, until uh-huh. I see a change in you. And sometimes it takes that tough love to let people know, I care about you. That's why I'm doing this. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to take it easy on you because, see, you're going to take that wide road that we just talked about not too long ago. Okay, and there's too many people on that road already now. So we want to get you on that narrow road. So if you heard something tonight that, you know, just touch your heart and, and make you want to just talk to God more, go to the Bible and, you know, just take God in your heart tonight and, and Christ as your personal Savior. Yeah. And, and you know, because and, and, he, he went to the cross to die for you. And, I mean, you know, that's a lot to ask for. And I don't really think none of us even have the audacity or the strength to go go and want to do that because what Christ went through down here, you know, from what we what we what we learned and was taught about in the Bible about going to that cross, that was that, that took a lot of faith, took a lot of faith in his father. But it was so bad that his father had to turn his head. It was so much sin on him, he couldn't even look on his own son. So, accept Christ 
tonight as your, you know, your Lord and Savior, and let's start a new life. Okay, let's let's start seeing things in, in our in our presence and ways start changing. But you know, me and my wife, we've always told people too that when you do this thing, don't look for smooth sailing. Okay, because see, the devil see a new threat now, because mm-hmm. now you can turn your life over to Christ, and people are like, oh my God, you know, it's gotten worse. You know, since I, but see, we were the type of ministers that would not sugarcoat what it meant when you turn your Christ, to turn your life over to Christ. But we, we're telling you right now, put your full body of armor on. But it's going to get better. But see, those are the people that God looks out for every day to where you was that one that went down the street. Okay, you didn't get robbed or you didn't have a car accident. You know what I mean? You didn't do this or you didn't do that that other people are going through because you're under the protection of our Lord and Savior now. Amen. Amen. So I would rather be under the protection of my Lord and Savior than to sit there and go through a couple of trials and tribulations for a week because they, they, he's letting me know I got your back. Yes. So once you do this and accept him as your Lord and Savior, go tell somebody. Call a friend. Call a coworker. Let them know, you know, I just accepted Christ in my life, and I know he told me that I won't be the same. He told me that things are going to change in my life. He told me that now I'm looking at a broader, wide span of, you know, how I'm going to do this. And, you know, now i got to go out and start start preaching love and i got to start forgiving people. And, you know, even when you do that, we need you to go back. All the people that you can remember in your mind that you did wrong, we need to call them and see how they're doing. You know, I just call, I just want to call and see, you know, say hello, I love you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and love is where it starts at. Amen. 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 And when you do all that, you find a Bible-believing teaching church, church. Mm-hmm. so you can grow into the Savior who God is, know what he wants for your life. What is your purpose now that you accept Christ as your personal Savior? Your purpose is to go out there and tell the next person that Jesus loves them. Your job is to tell your neighbor that she wasn't speaking to, forgive me if I said or did anything to offend you. Your purpose is to make a difference in this world, the way God just made a difference in yours. Amen? Amen. And for a lot of people, that that's hard because, you know, how many people you know want to say, I'm sorry? I, did, I didn't mean it. But, you know, you, you know, when you're really deep down and your humility really comes out, is when you can tell somebody, I did that, I don't know why, and it was mean. And, see, tough love shows you that. That's why when God gave me this title, and this subject, tough love, I knew it, 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 it's, it's a broad span of, of, you know, things that you can say or think about things that happen in your life and why did you go through this and go through that. Life will teach you tough love too. Don't think that everything you go through is going to come out right the first time. Sometimes it takes more than one time because, see, if your mind and your heart and your spirit's not in it, it's not going to line up. Yeah. And you got to have things line up because even we, we tell people even about tithing and things like that. You wonder why finances are not going right. You, you, you know, it's something financially you're not doing, doing right because we tell everybody, we tell ourselves the same thing. Turn the plate down. You know what I mean? You you, you got to start fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. And doing them tithes. That's yes. very important. Very, very we learned the hard way. Tides are very important, and as we learn and we letting you know, it's a two, it's a double door. Yeah, 
We're not going to tell you something in that we don't tell ourselves. We not, Amen. We're not excluded. We're not Amen. excluded. And sometimes, you know, I've seen times, and I tell my wife, you you may look up, and you may have like what, four or five hundred dollars left in your checking account, and two hundred of that is going to have to go out the tides. God say, don't worry about tomorrow. Pay pay them tides. Pay that two hundred dollars or whatever you need to pay. And then let God work the rest out. Because, yeah. see, that's where our worrying coming and our stress. We can't stress over money that don't belong to us Amen. from the beginning. Amen. It don't belong to us from the beginning. God gives us the strength, the health, you know, the knowledge to go out and get it. And then he says, just give me 10%. He didn't say give me 20%. Amen. He said give me 10%. So when you get that 10% and it may take that, that $400 down to $200, don't worry about that $200. Because God going to bring that back four or five fold over. Tenfold. Before you, before the day is over. Amen. We, we've had people call us, and you know, I, I looked at looked at my check account and two, three thousand dollars in there. I'm like, you know, my wife, you know, we like, where did it come from? I'll be like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know. Yes. That, that. Do we have any announcements? <clears throat> praise God, praise God. Yes, we do have announcements, and real quickly, I'll just go ahead and do the announcements. And I just want to do uh, just say to uh, to you and Charles, uh, outstanding show tonight, and um, I really do um, appreciate the word that, that went out tonight. And I'm sure that everybody else listening uh, feels the same way. And you know, like like you said, you know, um, yeah, sometimes we do have to, you know, uh, take ourselves out the way. But you know, there's one thing that you have to understand that you know for. What you know when when God sent the Lord here, you know, in in our stead, you know, He was frustrated with us. He was uh, really yeah. frustrated with us, and He was frustrated with mankind totally. Um, and it's been many times that He was frustrated with mankind, but He said He would not destroy us. And He says, you know, what I'll do for you, I'll, I'll, I'll do for the love I have of you, and I'll Amen. do anything because I love y'all, and I created y'all, and that's why He sent Jesus Christ. You know, and uh, so uh, real quickly, let me go ahead to the announcements. This is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's show. No matter where in the world you are, uh, whether you're listening to us online or you're listening to us via phone, we uh, greatly appreciate your listenership and your support uh, no matter where in the world you are. Glad for those, and we uh, really appreciate those that share with their friends and family members letting us know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Anytime you want to hear any of our past shows, you can just go in and simply type in the show name or the host name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. We also invite you to like us on Facebook where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements and some of our future announcements of events that's coming on or that is participating with uh, Perfect Kingdom Network. We thank you so much for doing so. All right, and uh, with that being said, I uh, just want to let you know that we do have our own radio network at pkn.com. Once again, our very own radio network is at pkn.com, where you can listen to 24 hours of music, of inspiration, and uh, please feel free to invite your friends and family members to listen in to pkn.com, okay? And uh, with that being said, you know, tomorrow evening, we're going to be uh, joined with us at the 8 p.m. hour with Dr. Reverend Marlene Maddox. 
And once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening with Dr. Reverend Arlene Maddox and for Real Ministry. Please feel free to tell your friends and family members that we're going to be on tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour. Uh, so please, please don't forget, set a reminder, do whatever you got to do. But uh, it's going to be a good show tomorrow night, just as well as this one here tonight. Uh, and with that being said, um, I just like to you know let everybody know uh, we thank you for your support and your listenership here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And I'm going to show, uh, turn the show back over to Elder Charles and Reverend Moraline. Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Rob, for the announcements. And we we are so 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 pushed in hard on on this discipline thing because we found out no discipline seems pleasant at any time. And if you can remember growing up, when you got a beating or you got scolded for something, it wasn't pleasant at the time. But being that it was painful, later on, however, it produced a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So, see, they, I mean, they converted stuff. Like I said, they changed the spirit of rise for the child. It all turned out to be the same thing. But if you want accurate words, you need to go to the word to find out exactly what's said. But it's interpreted different by different people. Spare the rod, spare the child. Okay, it, it, it was just like saying about, you know, he said, if you spare the rod, you hate your son. Okay, I don't want a son or a daughter that is going to go out and do mischief. So growing up, I didn't always beat them. I, I didn't always, you know, have to get a belt and beat them. Sometimes I would sit and talk to them. Or as, you remember when your mother and father used to look at you a certain way, and you'd be like, okay, Mom, that's enough. Or, okay, Dad, I won't do it no more. See, God cannot look down at you like that, but he can put things in your path to let you know. You ever walk somewhere and trip over your own feet? Okay, God is letting you know, no, this is not the way to go. So I'm going to slow you up. Just like your body. God, you know, the body is such a tremendous instrument to where things will give you warnings, like heart attacks and strokes and stuff like that. You have warnings before that stuff really come on you, and you have to be aware and take note of what's going on in your body. Like high blood pressure, you know, a lot of us deal with high blood pressure, and and, and a lot of that is, is emotional. One thing we learn as getting older adults, we cannot worry about things that we cannot change. So, see, if you're worrying about things you cannot change, that brings on high blood pressure, that brings on heart attacks. So, see, the body is, is almost like Christ. Christ will give you warnings. He gives you signals of stuff that's coming your way that's going to be devastating. Yes. So when you start feeling that pain in your chest, and, I, you know, I hate to go health on you guys, but, I mean, that that's part of it too. You start feeling pains in your chest, you start getting getting gas and, and acid reflux, that's because you have stuff that you're worrying about that you need to look at that's not your worry. Amen. So so let's start looking at the way we're doing things in our life because we want to be around here a long time for our kids and grandkids, okay? So so health-wise, when you start worrying about stuff and it start bogging you down, just pick up your word. Start, start reading your word. Find, finding out what it says in the word about, you know, how, you know, Worrying is a sin, you know, and, and how you're supposed to conduct yourself. And it tells you about, you know, parents don't uh, rebuke your, your uh, children to anger. There's certain things we can say to our children that will make them explode too. 
And when your child gets to be a certain age, they have their own mindset and they have their own way of thinking. We can instill stuff in them all you want. You ever had those type of kids where they parents are pastors and deacons and they go to church, but they still wayward children because that's the way they are. Don't get mad because it's not your fault. Don't take it all in your lap because, like me and my wife said, when we was younger, we spent more time with our teachers than we did with our parents. Amen. So, see, we had to take so much, and that's why I thank God we had so many good teachers back then. They gave us so much tough love. But you ever notice when, when uh, remember back in the day, honey, when they used to spank your hand with a ruler? Oh, yeah, with the holes in the stick. Yeah. Well, oh, no, no, that's paddling. That's paddling. I'm talking about when you did something bad, they have you hold your hand out, and they hit you with a ruler. Oh, no, I had them type of teachers. Hit you with a ruler, and then we had certain teachers. I had a woodshop teacher that made a paddle. Man, this paddle looked like something from, from you know, the, the, the bowels of ATLL. But the thing was, she didn't do it, but she just wanted to show you the love she had for you. Tough love. It was discipline. And I think to the day, I mean, we ain't, I don't know remember hitting our kids with rulers, but they were taught and told the same thing we were taught because it didn't divert us or turn us away or make us go in the wrong direction. No, I, I had a paint stick. Yeah, paint stick. Y'all had a paint, paint stick. Y'all got to ask the kids on 27th Street. If you call me Aunt Mama or Mom, Grandma, Great Grandma, y'all put your name on that stick. Because if y'all do something wrong, I'm saying bend it. Bend it down because I'm tapping that behind, okay? But, I mean, you know, like I said, we said earlier, kids, they, they crave for discipline. And what you don't understand is it doesn't have to be abusive discipline. Some people got to understand the difference between discipline and just straight-out abuse. Okay, punching your child in the chest, I don't care if it's male or female, that's abuse. Okay, that's why you have so many parents out here now, kids in hospitals, punctured lungs, they can't breathe, bruises. God didn't say beat your child to death. They said, he said, love them. Love them to life. Learn certain things that motivate certain kids, and that's why it's a parent's, it's a hard job being a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody tell you. They, they walk around smiling, grinning, talking about, oh, I got 12 kids. and this No, no, okay, you can have one child and still be a bad parent. Amen. You ain't got to have a whole bunch of them. You can have one child and be a bad parent because you don't, Take time to spend time with that child, and see that's that's where that that's where that time and work come in, because like we told you earlier, we got seven daughters, and the crazy thing is, all of them are different women. Amen. So Amen. what worked for this one didn't work for that one, but we had to learn what worked for this one and that one because we know their personalities. And the crazy thing about personalities, personalities always uh, adapt to changing. I'm gonna ask. We're gonna ask my granddaughter. This is Aaron right now. Aaron is seven years old. Eight. I'm sorry. She just turned eight. Yeah, don't, don't take okay, Aaron, what do you feel about when we have to discipline you? I feel like we are love me and stuff. Go ahead. Talk. I feel like we are love me and I love y'all back to stuff. So you think we be mean when we discipline you or you think we love you and we discipline you? You love me. Okay. Do you think God disciplines us when we don't do what he says? Yes. Do you love him? Yes. What's your favorite song? Break every chain. All right. Amen. Amen. And see, that's what God, God will do that for you. You'll break every chain. 
Shake the shackles loose. Amen. Shake the shackles off my feet. Riley. Because come here. we have we have to really understand that, like I said, they crave for it. And you know, if, if you guys didn't learn anything that they learned, the tough love, it doesn't have to hurt, but it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it makes it builds character yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And if we give you tough love, it's because we know you can do better. Yes. Yeah. We know you can be better. Just because you made one mistake, that don't deter your future. It's how you go through that mistake. Yeah, because you know we should talk about that. We, we we can all have go through the same problem, but it's how you go through that problem is how you come out in the end. Because I could I could get upset. I could look at it and say, God, you know, you already told me about this, so I'm going to let you handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do as a mom. When we see we, we see our kids going through, we try to be there to pick up the pieces, and that's the worst thing we can ever do. When we give our child to God, we got to let God pick up those pieces because we need now we need our kids to throw their hands up and say, Mom, I did it my way. I can't do it by myself. Would you pray with me? And you pray with them, and you keep it moving. Amen. 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 But, see, that's why I was telling you guys earlier about, uh, about Proverbs and Hebrews. Hebrews really tells you about this. It tells you about tough love. And it says in Hebrews, we see when God disciples, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Uh-huh. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord's discipline our disciples, those who, well, he, he depends, and, and uh, those that, who, the people that he loves. You know, so that's just like you ever hear somebody say, well, they wouldn't be treating you like that if they didn't like you. Mm-hmm. So so God, God is knowing, he's showing us love the same way because if he didn't like us or he didn't love us, and, you know, the word always tells you he loved us first. He did. God loved you before you was born and loved you unconditionally. And that's what we have to remember. We have to go through life. We're not supposed to hate anyone. We're supposed to love thy neighbor as thy love as God love us. Even through their shortcomings, because you got shortcomings too, and God loves you. So who are you to make a, to be say I can't love that person because of girl? Don't get me started on you. Look at that man in the mirror. Because when you point a finger, full pointing right back at you. Amen. Amen. And God says, "Judge not, so thy now ye won't be judged." But we're gonna. It's gonna be a part two, and I really would like y'all to text some questions that you need answer. Anything because it takes two. It takes two. Amen. Amen. We thank y'all. We thank y'all though. Yes, we do. And we just want you to remember the uh, title again: Tough Love. And we want you guys to just try that. Go out and try that tough love thing. Like we said, tough love is not ignorant. So you don't have to be ignorant. You ain't got to cuss nobody out. But you need to teach them the right way so they can teach their kids the right way. Because these kids that are out on the street out here now, they are causing havoc. That's because they don't know the love of God. They're not shown. Man, I can only tell you. I can. I wish some people. I'm gonna see if I, next week, the next time we go on, if some some of the kids, I'm gonna see if I can get some of them to call in to let y'all know. Like when I tell you, I love you, and every time you coming, I'm down my block. Hey baby, what you doing today? You were good. 
how many corners I just to talk to the kids, just to see where their mind is, just to tell them I love them and I expect, man, I expect you to be great. And the sad thing that my wife is saying right now, a lot of the ones that used to do that with her, the streets took them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the young men, the streets took them, and she would ask them, are you doing good? You being good today? We heard in the past four, five, six, seven, eight months that they, they got killed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, one of our babies. Yeah. It was our um, Jamil, my son-in-law, his 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 godson, Tejan. He was murdered, and I'm telling you, this boy was a lot like Khalil. He had a smile that lit up a room, mm-hmm. and he was so young. But going there, he had, he had twin children, a set of twins. Just born. You know what I mean? He was a good father, a good provider, a good boyfriend. Oh, no, woman, they were married. I'm sorry. A good provider, a father, and a husband. He's going too soon. Cut down in his prime. But God God knows what's best. So I thank God for calling him home. I might not understand, but I accept it. Like my grandson, he didn't have any children, but the love he left, man, and the legacy. I, I don't think it's, we're ever going to have another man, 22 years old, that gave 37 men jobs. Just like I said here, because the way, the way we raised him, he was raised to love people even when through he that, hated yeah, them. Through that shortcoming. And that's that tough love. Yeah, he I mean, loved you. Know, yeah. And see, see that, that that's a love that we're talking about next time, because we got three different types of love. You know, and one of them is really to love your neighbor when they hate you. Mm-hmm. You know how hard that is? My favorite one is that unconditional love. Yeah. But we're going to sign off right now, but we will have a t- another topic on the same part, too, because we really need to let y'all know, God's going to show, the next couple months is going to, I'm sorry, I love you, Philadelphia, we got to do better. Yeah. I know we might be kind of skeptical about taking our corners back, but if you're not, we need y'all to fast. Take one, maybe one hour every day. Turn, Turn that plate down and give 15 minutes. And if we all can do it at a certain time, let's put it on Facebook, Instagram. Take an hour out fast, y'all. Let's pray. Let's God be said, on one accord. What God said in this word, morning, show me one. Yes, we can show them a couple now. Come right. on now. God. It's a couple out here. God will heal the land. He already told you. He will heal the land. You hear me? He already told you how the land's going to be healed. You know, so we got to pray without ceasing, you guys. We love you. Keep praying for us as the leaves grow stronger as we begin the next couple of days with our book because God has a lot in us and he's doing a lot with us, and we, we're just grateful right now. Just keep us in prayer. Pray for just keep Philadelphia right now and Georgia in prayer. Amen? Amen. Amen. I love y'all. Say ya. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.